On this episode of Rogue Creators, we are talking about... Sales funnels, how to look at them differently and why you need one. Absolutely, because the bottom line matters, right? It does. And Melissa Berrios is with us today, and she is going to break it down for us in the best way. So let's do this. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome back to Rogue Creators, presented by Go Rogue X. My name is Brian Fitton. And I'm Lauren Lewis. And this is the podcast dedicated to marketers and creators who are wanting to serve first and stand out from the crowd. Make sure that you subscribe every single week, YouTube, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, to get all of the tools and resources you need to be the go-to name in your industry. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rogue Creators. Uh, we're super excited to be back and talking. We've kind of started focusing a lot of conversations around sales and yeah. you know content marketing, how that works in the sales funnel. So we're super excited to have Melissa uh, Berrios with us today uh, on the show. How's it going, Melissa? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. We're very excited to chat with you. Um, really, I mean, in the marketing space, but also a sales funnel um, as well. And so this is going to be a great conversation. Really excited to get into that. Yes. But before we do, we like to start off with something fun. What is yes. that, Lauren? Uh, we like to start each episode off with what are you obsessed with this week? So starting with our guest, Melissa, what are you obsessed with this week? Oh, well, I mean, I don't know if it's something that should be a good obsession or a bad obsession, but I'm being obsessed with Facebook ads these days. Uh, I'm trying to run an ad for the past three days and I've been, it's giving me, it's putting me on my knees right oh, yeah. now. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's, it's a real challenge right now for Facebook ads um, these days. Yeah. So that's kind of what I've been doing for the past three days. <laughs> like it's it's a good obsession and bad obsession, especially when they change everything and things update. Uh, yeah. This new update that came out, uh, even some of our software, we use some streaming software and they're like, hey, we've had a, had a little bit of trouble with the new update. And it's like, oh, Facebook, just leave things alone. Just leave yes. it alone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Can you just like let it be? Just let we, it be. We've had it. Everything's so perfect exactly. now. Everything's changing. Um, but we'll figure it out. It's just, that's my, that's me my obsession lately, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. All right. Lauren, what about you? What are you obsessed with this week? So my obsession, um, we talk a lot about TV shows on here. And so we tried out a new one with my husband and it nice. was Yellowstone. Okay. Yeah. So Yellowstone's on Peacock and uh, we've just started it and it is really, really good. Nice. I have really enjoyed it. I love the videography in it. It's very good. Um, as well as the score in it is phenomenal. Um, so it just got a really good dramatic feel to it and uh, it's very well done. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited tonight to dig into it some more. Okay. Okay. <laughs> for the first episode is like a little rough, maybe it's or just like... the opening scene. Okay. That's if you like is. animals, it's oh, sorry. No. <laughs> give that disclaimer. There you yeah, go. That's there good. You go. That's good. <laughs> skip past the first few, a uh, few minutes there. Um, Okay, so my obsession is a weird one, yeah, like is. always. Uh, <laughs> oh, also, we forgot we need to talk about the blue that we're wearing. By the way, oh, yeah. we should talk we about that in just a minute. Blue. That was just my my side note. But the obsession that I have this week is the band Gorillas. Yeah, right. It's, it's weird. Alex was like my wife. She was very excited. She was like, "You went down this path of like I always find something I really enjoy, and then like." I dive head first. So yeah. now I've like watched some of the documentaries. I was going to say, have watched <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's always got to be a documentary about it. Uh, but just like diving into all their old albums. It's like they 
peaked, you know, in kind of 2005 and I yeah. love, always love their music. And so anyway, yeah. Well, anybody out there that enjoys the gorillas, let's chat. Cause they had a new album come out in 2020. I didn't even know it. Yeah, yeah. And it's got, oh. he's got to have Elton John on there and Beck and yeah, there's all kinds wow. of uh, awesome. I didn't artists, even know so. they were still going. Oh, strong. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's my, uh, that's my, I was very excited to talk about it on the podcast too. So well, this we do this, Melissa, we just get going and we're like, you know, you get going through your week <laughs> of like, oh, oh, I'm like, I'm excited. I can talk about this on the podcast. This is great. So, yeah. um, anyway, but, uh, yeah. Very there's, cool. There's those recommendations. There you go. Yeah. So Brian, tell us why are we wearing blue? Yes. Well, I'm wearing my blue hat. Yeah, I'm wearing it's a blue shirt. Pretty close. So, yeah. um, the Children's Advocacy Advocacy Center, yes. right, uh, is doing uh, basically a big push for getting awareness out there. So it's a local nonprofit. Uh, we've actually worked with them in the past mm-hmm. and done some live streaming for them. And so there's a Wear Blue Day. And so we are doing that. A little early. A but, little early. But we're yes. trying to kind of time it out to, you know, be able to yeah. launch that. So, Melissa, we're sorry. We didn't even cue you in on that. You could have been rocking some I'm blue wearing blue earrings. There we so go. Does, does that count? Yes, yes. Totally. Absolutely. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Jacob in the studio has a blue jean jacket. That was his contribution <laughs> to uh, to the blue today. So I was going to wear a blue shirt, but I realized I don't own any. Uh <laughs> Mostly black shirts, so <laughs> yeah, you know, did what I could. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, okay, so hey, let's dive into this today because we're really excited to talk with you, Melissa. Um, but first, tell us just a little bit about you, about your business. Um, you have a very interesting story, so tell us about that, and also, you know, who you serve in the community uh, that you serve with your uh, with your business. So my name is Melissa, and I am the founder of Melissa Berrios Consulting, and its mother company is called Virtualmente Libre, LLC. Um, And with Melissa Berrios Consulting, we serve six- and seven-figure high-achieving entrepreneurs to elevate their online presence, delivering a world-class social experience to their audience. Um, Our mission really is to help um, our clients leverage social platforms and, and, you know, the online marketing tools like email marketing, funnels, all that stuff to build, engage audiences and communities um, while also helping them generate qualified leads. Um, With Virtualmente Libre is a community of Latina entrepreneurs um, where we teach them how to create an online business and use the online marketing strategies to grow that business. Um, We have a podcast named Virtualmente Libre. It's in Spanish. And we also have a community of maybe like it's almost 2,000 women in Facebook. Um, And so with Virtualmente Libre, we also have um, online courses and uh, digital courses and online programs for them to learn. So um, it's kind of like I, I, we serve two markets in the same company. We have our one-to-one clients where we do all the, take care of all the online marketing for them. But then also we have the community. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely love that. I think that's that's ideal, especially in if any any company that's, you know, obviously offering um, educational resources or something like that and doing the one on one coaching. It's great to see, um, obviously, your focus on uh, female entrepreneurs as well. I mean, giving back in that sense, but, uh, you know, being able to expand, expand really your reach with that of uh, and I'm 
you know, uh, probably unintentional, but you kind of build out your services from that group. I'm sure that's, that's something that a lot of companies do. And it really came from a true gap in the business, in the Spanish uh, speaking community for learning all the on like the online world and how the online businesses work and how you can transition your, you know, I guess, uh, more brick and mortar mm-hmm. business into an online platform, or you can bid, build your own from scratch. There's really a lot out in the market in, in English, right. For how to build and market and, and market your business, but not in Spanish that much. And so it kind of evolved organically with people asking me how to do things or what was I even into and what was I doing? And it just, everything evolved into the podcast and then the community and, and what it is now. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely love that. And obviously seeing a need in the marketplace, uh, you know, for that and, and, you know, uh, folks needing that resource as well. I think that's great, um, that you, that you've been able to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. So is your your background, is it in marketing or has it just evolved over time? How did you fall into this space? Yeah, so my story is uh, unconventional. <laughs> so I am I'm, I'm going to try to be a little brief, but I am uh, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. And this is you know why I have this deep connection to the Latinas, um, because it's kind of like, you know, what still connects me to my culture and my people kind of. Uh, so I was born and raised in Puerto Rico um, and I went to school for engineering um, and lived there my first 25 years. Then I moved to the mainland U.S. Um, after I was done with college to pursue my engineering career. Um, and then I was in engineering. I'm a civil engineer. I as I, I was, you know, pursuing my engineering career, I have a, a, my family, I got married, you know, like my life happened. And as I was growing and going up the corporate ladder in my career, um, my, I, I've always been a very creative person and I've always been into, besides engineering, like arts and singing and doing all kinds of stuff um, that always like developed my creative side. But as I was going up in the corporate ladder, my creative side kind of like started dying. Mm, Yeah. And so um, in, in efforts to like, I I don't know, kind of feed that again, I discovered blogging. <laughs> and so as I was like doing my nine to five as an engineer, I started a travel food and travel blog for yeah. me to like document my, the place, cause I love to travel as well. And I love eating. And so I was just documenting all my travels. I got into photography and I went down the rabbit hole of like, the online space, <laughs> creating a website, blogging, um, marketing the blog, marketing, you know, getting into social media, like all this content creation space. And I fell in love with it. Mm. Um, but it was my hobby. So I was just doing it. I wasn't making any money off of it or anything, but it was getting traction. Like people, like my family, friends, everybody were like, they were seeing what, what I was doing and they were reading the articles and I was like really enjoying it. Um, and at some point in my career, like 
three years ago, um, I had to take a break from my nine to five due to you know, mental health issues that I was having after my second son was born. So I decided to take a break from my nine to five and just stay home with the new baby and get things in order. And um, I kept blogging, on, uh, even though I was, you know, at home, I kept blogging and I kept w looking at ways that I can um, make an income from home and still like, you know, be used to working for almost 13 years every day, going off of like the workforce and just being at home. For me, it was very hard. So I wanted to create something, you know, get some, get into something and stay busy. Um, so I developed this idea that I could use all the marketing and content creation and, uh, all, all the knowledge that I already developed because I went down that rabbit hole. Like I took all the courses, I did all the workshops. Like I was so into it. And I said, something, somebody can benefit from yeah. my help. So I developed this small agency and I started as a VA, just kind of like doing, helping people uh, with all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And as I was getting into, um, I got one of my, my clients, she was a business coach, very well known in uh, the Latina um, and community and in Puerto Rico. Um, she has an online business. She has digital courses. Like with her, I learned not only what I was, you know, what I knew how to do, but how to implement it and how it worked backstage in an online business. Yeah. Um, and from there, it kind of took off because after working with her for, for more than a year, um, I started getting the referrals and started, you know, creating also my own things. And I was, you know, that created that spark on me, like, oh, I can also do this for myself, you know, not just help people build an online business, but I can also create my own and have my own products. And, you know, it just kind of evolved from there and <laughs> it's what it is right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, that's like the summary um, of my story. I'm, a, I'm yeah. an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. You're the definition of a rogue creator because that's uh, our company, Go Rogue, has, mm -hmm. was basically founded mm -hmm. on even my idea of leaving the corporate world and going rogue and doing your own thing. And so uh, it's really cool to to hear that. That's actually similar to my story. I am not a civil engineer. I'm not that <laughs> that smart, but uh, kind of, you know, having a side hustle and, and learning about the marketing world and then starting to implement it and things working and then being able to help other people out as well. It's just awesome to see that community that you're helping as well. Uh, that needs it, obviously. And that's, that's great uh, that you're doing that. And so uh, it's very, it's very cool, very cool story and very inspiring too. So yeah, um, especially for Thank our listeners you. out there who are, who are trying to do that same thing. We have a lot of, of uh, listeners that we know of too, that have communicated with us that are in that position who are looking at uh, jumping, you know, to do their own thing full time. And so it's really, really cool, Melissa, that you've, you've been able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of the times when we're talking to maybe some more old school clients, they, they kind of, when we talk about creating content for them, their first question to us was like, well, how does that improve sales? 
Yeah. And uh, which is a valid question. Yeah, you know, absolutely. as a business owner, you need to be concerned with how is this going to, you know, help my business to help it grow. Um, so kind of uh, share with us, how have you seen content help your clients and yourself produce sales? Well, if you look at a uh, sales funnel, uh, like a typical sales funnel, you have um, three stages of what a customer or like a lead will go through. And that is awareness, consideration, and then at the end, they make a decision, they become your customer, they they convert, right? Um, so content is really um, your storefront. If you, if you compare it to a brick and mortar place, your storefront and then that, that first wall, like, like glass wall where you have all, you know, your display, right? It's what your customers are going to use to make a decision into going into your store, like spend that time with you, um, and eventually make a decision to buy your products or to hire you. So the first thing we need to understand is that our content, um, it's what is going to get that person from knowing you into converting. And so there needs to be, um, for, for, for me, like there's always needs to be valuable content. Then that's like, what's really like, if you don't have out there content that is irresistible to your customers, content that is valuable to them, content that is going to make them consider yourself, that is going to position yourself as an expert in the industry, people are never going to buy. Mm. So, so really the, the return on investment is is like your content is what your customers are going to see first. So it's, what's going to position you. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's really a key piece of the business, especially when you're online. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that that comparison too of it being a storefront, so a brick and mortar business of a display case, like of your of your best work or your best you know items or products or whatever that is. Um, no, I completely agree, and that's it is very top of the funnel. It is very much like hey, get to know, like, and trust us, right? And walking down that uh, that funnel of that starting at that awareness piece of it, I think that's very important. And, and obviously, the sales and marketing team work together, right? And so that is one of those things that you have to. Be be able to have the marketing in place to attract those clients, become aware of who you are, um, and then move into that consideration piece. I think that that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when we're looking at, you know, we make, mentioned sales funnel and, you know, our primary audience is a lot of marketing directors and business owners. Um, I think there can be this idea if I, if I just put content out there or, if I simply exist, the customers will flock to me and all will be well, um, <laughs> which is great, but it, it doesn't work like that. Um, so how do you map out a sales funnel that will actually work for your brand or your business? Well, as I mentioned before, there's three stages of a funnel, right? We have the awareness, the consideration and conversion. When we are um, creating content, it's not just, we just, don't create content for the sake of having something posted or having something out there. There needs to be um, 
an intention to each piece of content that you put out there. And it's really, you need to know what, what the end result is, right? Before you really think about posting anything or creating anything, um, you need to know, understand what the end result is. What is the trajectory that you have, you want the, these customers to take. And then from there you create and you strategize. Um, and so for me, and what I always work with my clients is three layers of content. Um, usually at the beginning, when we're starting, when we're, people are starting to get to know us, we are going to have a lot of how-to content. And how-to content, I refer to the um, five steps to do this. And it, you're both, mostly teaching. But the how-to content is how you're going to position yourself as an expert and um, they're really going to start trusting you and trusting your judgment and, and that you really know what you're doing and who you are, right? Um, and there's another layer that is hope content. And this is where you're going to help inspire um, and help this person or this lead believe that they can achieve what it is that you want them to, to end, you know, at the end have, mm-hmm. right? Um, and these are more like inspirational, you know, I did it too, storytelling, you know, that kind of, uh, content. And then there's conviction, co- uh, content, which digs more into positioning yourself as a leader in the industry. For example, um, we have a lot of weight loss co- coaches out there, right? Mm-hmm. So a conviction post for example, can be you believing that crash diets are not the answer to healthy weight loss. It's it's just an example. Um, And you standing behind your values and helping them understand that you're a leader and you're leading the path, right? You You have strong beliefs and values and you are a leader in that. Um, so this really helps you, um, and it's like in it of itself, like a funnel, because you are not only bringing awareness, you're positioning yourself as an expert, as a leader, um, and then you're moving them into um, considering you to be your clients, your customers. Um, so when you're ready to do a conversion event, when you're ready to launch a product, they're going to be waiting in line to get whatever it is that you're going to yeah. offer. Um, so that that's like the simplest funnel that I can tell you, you can do and everybody can implement yeah. for their business. Oh man, that's fantastic. I don't know that I've heard of the, the hope content, no, no. Uh, or at least not put like that. Like that's, that's great. Especially in the sense of, of moving them through that, even just content funnel of like, mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. this is that awareness, how to that hope. And then also, uh, the conviction content, which I think is fantastic. I think it's, that's one of those that, uh, you know, just talking through, you know, we base a lot of our content structure on four pillars, um, and making sure we, we hit on those four pillars. Um, but I think going into conviction there, 
I have a lot of opinions, right, Lauren? I know. Okay. So, <laughs> um, it is one of those things of being able to say, hey, this is the reason why we believe this. And this mm-hmm. is like almost have yeah. some, um, you know, we, there's some data to back it up as well. And that's why we feel the way we feel about whatever that. And if you think is. about it, it's not like post, you know, saying something just to be polarizing mm-hmm. because that's not the idea. Yeah. But it's, you kind of feel it when somebody does something or you see a post in social media, you see somebody saying something and you feel like inside of you, like, Oh, that's, that's not the way to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. that's, that's where you stand. Like that's where you should be saying out loud. And, um, because that's, you know, the people that are going to align with your values, th- those are going to be the ones that are going to stick with you. Yeah. Um, so you really want to, you know, lead them with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think it's a great way to, to look, I mean, even a full content plan, I know that's kind of just at the beginning of it, but that, that is really something that, I mean, even our listeners can take away and implement in their business today. It's how are we looking at our content? You know, is it, uh, we even talk about, is it always bringing value? Mm -hmm. We want to make sure everything that we are posting is bringing value. It's not just, oh, that's a cool picture or, oh, that was a, you know, nice graphic. It's like, we want to make sure that the value is there and it can be mm-hmm. in that how to that hope category or that conviction category. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that just because I think often with content, we get really lost in the algorithms, the platforms, what are they trying to do and everything like that. But I think it's very interesting to think of the content and think of it. What is your content funnel mm-hmm. of just like how it converts. And I think that's very interesting um, and a great and strategic way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's something human about it as well. And that's a previous friend of the show, Brad Alexander, his statement is, you know, the most human response wins. And so it's always (laughs) obviously in like replying to comments, but also just as content, the most human content wins, because that is something you're genuinely showing your heart or showing, you know, Hey, I want to help or Hey, even just being upfront, like, I'd love for you to be my customer. And this is why I think Mm -hmm. you should be because we have this authority. We are confident in what we're doing and we believe we can help you. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if you guys were expecting like a technical answer <laughs> to no. this with like, with like, you know, cause we think about funnels and this is something like, for me, something that I stand for, like we think of the word funnel and we all already think about some auto, some fancy automation that <laughs> nobody knows how to do. Yeah. And it's so <laughs> complex. And like a funnel is just a way to explain steps that the a person is going to take. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's, um, I just feel like sometimes we overcomplicate things when, um, we can really have like the answer so simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which I love that. I'm, I'm not in from a marketing, um, background. And so sometimes when, or Brian has been, and so if that it's just one of those things that sometimes all those terms that are falling out and do you have all these things set up and everything. And sometimes it does feel like it is overcomplicated um, and not necessarily more of like, what do people actually want to see from you? Um, and so that's a really cool um, thought process to make it a little bit easier to connect with. I, you know, I can easily have a more a connection with your sales funnel. <laughs> um, but anyways, what advice would you give to uh, those just starting out with their business as they're looking at their sales process or looking at their content strategy as they're going through? I mean, obviously start doing a, a sales funnel, but I mean, what, what, what advice would you give to them? I mean, for me, it's just like start taking action mm-hmm. uh, and, and 
planning is key. Um, so mm. just lay out what you really want and reverse engineer. Just like sometimes we start taking steps and we really don't know what the end result we want. Uh, we just do things because other people are doing it or because this is supposed to be done. My advice is just look at your end result. Figure out what are the steps that you need to take. What is the gap? Where where do I need help? And then go from there and look for that help. You know, fill those gaps. Um, just not don't don't just copy whatever somebody is doing. Just go from that end result and work it backwards. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I love that. Just take action. Just take action. <laughs> yeah, just take action. Sometimes yes. you know, I. I People overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. We just have to take action and and know that failure is going to come, but just take failure as feedback mm-hmm. and keep going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. that my whiteboard. Yeah. Well, failure is feedback. Yes. Oh, failure is feedback. <laughs> I like uh, it. It reminds me of RevUnit down here. They, um, they, one of their mottos that's our friends down the street here locally, and uh, they fail fast and iterate often. Yeah. It's like a uh-huh. very much like just get that failure, just move. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. Don't try to prevent failure. It's like fail fast and then move quickly past it. Um, and so I, I think that that's that it's right in that vein of we, that's the only way we grow. And so, especially somebody starting out, I know it, you, you can feel paralyzed by just not being able to, to really do anything. There's so much I'm supposed to learn. I can't, you know, I can't do anything until all these other things are completed. And sometimes it's just get out there, put it out, you know, and see exactly if it's going to work. If it doesn't great. Now you've learned something, you know, and um, I think that's great advice. Yeah. Seek, seek help as well. You don't know something. Just figure out what, where the gap is. Where where are you needing help? What do you need to learn? And then get the help you need. Get a business coach. Get a a, a course. Uh, it's some, something that will help you. But just map it out first and start taking action. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Love that. Well, Melissa, where can uh, people find out more about you if they want to work with you, especially um, in the uh, the Latina community as well? Like, is that something that, I mean, we, you know, we have all kinds of people that listen to our show and yeah. refer us and recommend we'd love to, uh, to be able to send some people your way. Um, yeah. Where can they get in contact you if they want to even know more about what you're doing, what you're creating? So they can find me on Instagram is at Melissa M. Burials, um, and they also can find me online. My website is melissaberrios.net. If you want to um, read a website in Spanish, that's just the website. If you want content in English, just it's the same website, melissaberrios.net uh, forward slash English. Um, and we also have our, um, for all the Latinas that want to learn more about content creation, online strategies. We have a Facebook group. It's called Virtualmente Libre, and it's in Facebook. Um, they can ask for um, to be part of the group and request access to it. And we're, we have Facebook Lives every week uh, where we talk, talk about um, strategies and all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's, it's an amazing community. Yeah. Oh, I'll they can love also that. look for the podcast as Virtualmente Libre um, in Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, so you can find me there as well. Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic. 
Seriously, uh, I've absolutely loved love this conversation, Melissa. This has been so great. Um, and I think just even simplifying, again, a very complex uh, you know, process and, and thinking it's going to be complex and just being able to simplify it and make it easily um, attainable. And I think this has been great for a lot of our listeners, even for us, mm-hmm. it's got my wheels turning too. I'm like, how can we yeah. you know, kind of simplify <laughs> even our content strategy end in mind? And uh, we like to, ex- well, I said, I like to experiment a lot and I have all kinds of ideas. And it's like, well, what's the main point of this idea, Brian? We need to make sure that we're doing it the right way. Right. Right. (laughs) So before we close out, I definitely want to ask, what's next for you? What's on the horizon? Well, for Virtualmente Libre, we are actually, um, we just launched a new coaching program. It's It's called the Marketing Lab. And it's for all the Latina entrepreneurs that are business owners that want to learn all the online marketing strategies. Um, It's a six month program. If they would like, if somebody is interested in joining, we just started it. So um, they can uh, send me a DM, send me an email, um, and we'll get them all set up. Um, So I'm also working on uh, creating an e-commerce store for the podcast. So for the community. So that's that's a project that it's probably starting um, over the summer. Um, but it's very exciting. So yeah. that's awesome. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Hey, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll have all of uh, everything that we've talked about today, uh, in our show notes on our blog at goroyx.com slash podcast. Um, so that way you guys can, we'll link to everything Melissa is doing, um, as well as all the resources she shared today as well. And so, uh, but again, thank you so much again, Melissa, for joining us today. And, uh, until next time, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Thank you. Well, Jacob, are you ready for rapid fire? Yeah, let's do this. All right, here we go. All right, questions courtesy of Ava today. Um, <laughs> question number one, if it were possible, would you own a pet dinosaur? Oh, goodness. Melissa? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pause. The pause was the best. Uh, no. <laughs> Any, what, why not? You, you don't want a T-Rex running around your house? I don't understand. Um, I don't think there's any, I don't, I don't think of any pet dinosaur that won't destroy my house. But, um, <laughs> if, if, if I had like big land, maybe, um, maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to I'll give any full to reason. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, you're working hard on this. You're like, I maybe, no, maybe. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. What about you, Lauren? Um, well, my uh, I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and they are obsessed with dinosaurs. So it'd be hard to say no if it wasn't an option. At this point, yeah. Yeah. So if I had land, again, yeah, land would be the key part. I, a triceratops <laughs> would be super cool. Oh, those are some of the coolest. Yeah. And, you know, it's not going to, like, chomp people in half. Run through walls or anything. Yeah, I mean, it might, but I don't know. So, yeah, maybe if I had land. Okay. So I'm going to go way outside the weird. Okay. So, like, a pterodactyl would be, like, my go-to. Why? To have. (laughs) 
if it was like scaled super small. A mini pterodactyl. A mini pterodactyl. <laughs> that would be the coolest thing ever, right? Like in a birdcage? Yeah. Something along that line. That's so scary. I don't know. And some was it Donatopia? Was that the book series back in the days? Jacob, no? Anybody? No Let's idea see. what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> there was a whole thing around that uh, about like people living with dinosaurs and like a, a like modern society. It was very interesting. Oh, it was a 90s thing. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I can I envision that a little bit. So, okay. We got to move on. Yeah. I'm piping in with question two. <laughs> uh, if you could go back to school for the first time, would you choose the same major to study? Oh. Interesting. Ooh, I want to hear Melissa's. This is good. Probably, yeah, I probably, I probably change, but um, I mean, you're always supposed to say that I don't regret my past or whatever, but um, yeah, I would probably go into like some sort of um, business management um, field. Yeah. Um, yeah, I come from a family of engineers, so that's that's oh, kind of like okay. I, it was kind of like the easy path for me at yeah. some point. But um, I also enjoy engineering. I just I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. What about you, Lauren? So I don't think I would have changed. So my degree is in communications and I have used it well, but my minor, I had this opportunity to minor in marketing and I was like, eh, no. Um, and my minor is cultural anthropology. Super useful. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah. you know, why? Why? I, I could have taken one more course. Uh-huh. And I would have been able to like qualify for it. And it was because I didn't want to take the statistics course. Oh. That was literally it. I was just too lazy. <laughs> Kicking myself now. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been handy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, what about you? Uh, I don't know. I studied English and I'm not, I'm kind of using it. I'm writing right now. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anything else I would have rather done. I liked reading for school. And <laughs> They gave me a degree to read and then write a paper. So there you go. There you Can't go. argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, I was I was business. Yeah. So business administration. So that was, was uh, yeah, I would probably keep the same. Probably. Learned yeah. a lot. Yeah, Learned a lot in that. So, yeah. And I don't know, always wanted to go for like graphic design or something. And uh, now that I now that I actually work with graphic designers, I'm like that's that's not my skill set. No, like not at all. <laughs> um, I'd much rather be able to hire people who are way yes. smarter than me <laughs> to yes. be able to do that. So, uh, but hey, those are those are good. Shout out to Ava. Yeah, good job yeah. on the dinosaur question, Ava. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. <laughs> all right, we're out. Listen, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.